0: Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists
1: Oh, I hope to God we live that long We'd say maybe
0: That was a song called Maybe by singer-songwriter Sarah Toll. Sarah just happens to be my very special guest today. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. My guest this week is on an endless creative mission of kindness She never seems to run out of steam. She keeps herself busy constantly. She works as a content director for an indie media team, a singer, a songwriter, an actor, and a screenwriter. And she also loves cheese. She's joining us this morning from Vancouver, originally from Madison, Wisconsin. All right, so joining me on Musicians FAQ today is singer-songwriter Sarah Toll. Sarah, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm happy to be here
0: good i'm I'm certainly happy to have you here and I've been looking forward to chatting with you. We've sort of become familiar with each other uh, online mostly I guess through TikTok and we've actually even done a collaboration now, which is is pretty fun and pretty <laughs> exciting for me. Um, but i'm I'm really intrigued by by you and sort of where you're going and where you've been um, because one side of your resume is is actress and the other side is is singer, songwriter, musician. Um, and then there's content director, and there's a lot of different things going on here. And it and it sounds like you're somebody who's a bit of a, on a mission, too. Um, I, I see that in your website, you defined your music as world uniting music, which I think is just a beautiful term. Um, so what we'd like to do on this show is really kind of get back to the basics, get back to the beginning, see a little bit about the origins of the person and where it all started and, and what led you to where you are today. So where were you born? What was your childhood like?
2: Oh boy, all right, way back. I was born in Wisconsin. I uh, know, actually I was born in Illinois, but it was just under the border. So I grew up in Wisconsin in a small town called Kansasville and I lived on a little hobby farm with my family and we learned quite a lot about work and chores and playing outside in that environment. Um, I have three siblings. And we often had an exchange student's um, brother or sister living with us as well, maybe like 15 people over the years. So um, we always had a lot of cultural stuff going on in the house, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We did a lot of yard work, had a lot of hand-me-downs and had a lot of time to play outside (laughs) and experiment with things.
0: Interesting. One of the yeah. quotes that really caught my eye uh, as well was you talked about you know growing up in the farm in Wisconsin where the lines were blurred between work and play. Creativity wasn't uh, taught as much as it was practiced, which so I thought that was really kind of cool. Can I maybe expand on that a little bit? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I guess for us, I I remember a lot of the times the, the things that were meaningful activities growing up were were actually work. It was like sitting in the garden weeding weeds wasn't like that laborious it was sometimes just a nice chance to muse about life with mom or with my sister with dad or something like that so yeah a lot of the times the work kind of became play and a lot of activities that you could just say are crappy became uh, yeah just fun meaningful so yeah there's that side of it and then also that we, my family at least, we weren't um, very deliberate musicians. I guess for lack of a better word. I know that there's, I know some musicians who came from like very deliberately um, musical families with a lot of performers, and you know they went to music school and that stuff, which is awesome. And in my family, it was more like it's part of life. Like music is just something. It doesn't have to be professional. It's just something that everybody does just right. for fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and where are you on the spectrum with the children? Are you youngest, oldest in the middle?
2: I'm the second oldest.
0: Second oldest. Okay. Yeah.
2: And, yeah.
0: It's great. <laughs> yeah. Did you find there was kind of a, a hierarchy? I mean, did you teach things to the younger kids? Did you learn things from your older sibling? Was there kind of a, you know, or did everybody just, everybody got their hands dirty together and everybody joined in in the fun and that was really it? <laughs>
2: I'm sure my mom would have a a different, and maybe she'd have the same answer nowadays. I we fought a lot. (laughs) Um, There was two boys and two girls. There's so there's all sorts of divisions that you can make. Like it's boys against girls, it's young versus old, it's middle children versus outer children. So yeah, three versus one. So every I think everybody was an ally of someone at some Mm -hmm. point.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. I mean, I came from a family of three kids and with my wife, she came from a family of two and I wanted to have four children at one point thinking that that would yeah. be more evenly matched and things. But I guess no matter how you slice it, there's always going to be, um, you know, In retrospect, we started late and had one child and that it's so much work. I I, I applaud anybody that, um, you know, and I guess a farm is a perfect place if you've got that many yeah. children, that's a great place to let just let them roam and, and, yeah. and, and burn off some energy was so, was it mostly outdoor time or was there a lot of, I guess, Probably didn't have kind of the the scale of electronics that we have these days.
2: No, not not really. That's a good way of saying it. No, it was a lot of outdoor time. We I think we got uh we didn't have cable TV, but we did at one point get a um from a yard sale, a little ni- old Nintendo. And so nice. the Nintendo became a bit of an obsession for a while. We had like one game. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So we did have that sh- briefly, but you know, mostly it was physical, physical playtime. Yeah. Right.
0: And everybody was musical to some extent within the family? I
2: think so. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and dad both like to sing. Um, and I think everybody, yeah, played something. I I started on the piano because we had an old piano from my grandpa. I think it was like in the barn or something. And then we brought it into the house and I kept playing around at it. And so my parents took me to lessons because I they were like, no, oh, she's consistently hitting the piano like every day. Maybe we should... Take her to lessons, but I think everybody else did too. My sister did a lot of, yeah, clarinet and cello. My brother Steven, I think still plays the drums. And my brother Ben I think was a little more into um like mixing music for a while. Using, okay. you know, when when like those pads came out that you can
0: yeah.
2: yeah. He was more into that for a while.
0: That's intriguing. Um, So, and where does the acting come into it? Was, was that always a passion too, or is that something you discovered later? Or was that kind of all built into this sort of play work system that you, that you grew up in?
2: The play work system. Uh, That was later. I I discovered acting maybe three, three or four years ago, kind of random. It was one of those walking down the street moments and being like, Oh, I want to do acting. Hmm. So I got into it pretty hardcore.
0: Now, had you been writing songs and playing music out publicly prior to the acting, no. or did so the music was just kind of something that has just come up just really recently? Yeah. As far as trying to, I mean, I don't know if you're trying to make a living at it or just, you know, simply trying to take it as far as you can.
2: Yeah, both. Yeah, it's definitely pretty recent. I didn't release a song until February of this, uh, no, May of this year. Right. So I didn't actually start making music until. February. I mean, with the intention of getting it produced and released. Right. Right. Um, That didn't happen until February. It just kind of happened. It was sort of a, I don't know. It was both gradual and all at once. You know, there's lots of little things that happened, like moving in with a roommate who dated a musician. And so we ended up getting a microphone and then there was a looper. So I start playing with the looper and it was just like all these little things that eventually ended up with a couple of songs that were recorded kind of crappily. And then it was like, well, what's, what's next. Right. So then it was take it to a producer. And I don't think I really made the decision to go gung ho on it until that first song with the producer where I remember I went into the studio and we talked about the vision for the song and stuff. And he was like, okay, great. You can come back and record it. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to sing this. I'm going to hire a singer. Right. Like we, I'll just be like the, the, you know, the artist, but then hire the performers and it'll be like featuring blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then he was like, no, no, you can sing it. Like you're good. You have a good voice. You can sing the song. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> at that point I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. It's so much easier if I can actually sing what I'm making. So then I, then I went hard on it.
0: <laughs> so now that, well, that's interesting because I, I mean, I, a lot of people I think of, a similar path. Um certainly for me when I put my album together, I mean, towards the end is when I started singing on the songs because the producer pushed me a little bit more. And now through the lockdown and social media, I'm singing a lot online. Yeah. But I never was that guy. I was always writing stuff and arranging stuff and, and picking songs when I was in bands and things, but I was always more behind playing the rhythm. And now I'm more out front. So with you, was it a reservation because you just didn't know you had a good voice or you didn't feel that you had a good voice? Or it just never yeah, even occurred to you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know like you know you ever had a professional photographer take a photo of you and then you're like whoa I look like that like <laughs> famous people don't just look like that it's because they have professionals doing the editing and right. it was the same thing with music that once I heard that the, the vocal tuned version I was like whoa <laughs> this sounds great <laughs> yeah. so yeah Makes I think sense. yeah you've got to get rid of that you know, if you make a home, home movie, it's not going to look like a cinematographic, whatever wonder. Cin- yeah. I can't say that word, but you know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, definitely having that. Yeah. Professional glimpse. of This is what it could sound like if somebody really good got on it.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think that was part of it for me too. Um, so no, but had you sang publicly prior to that? Like you'd gone out to open mics and jam nights and coffee houses or just in your bedroom, oh, kind me. of writing the songs and
2: fairly comfortable in front of an audience so I still have quite a lot of stage uh, not stage fright but I just forget everything it's right. like I just yeah I just forget everything you know so, but I have some experience performing doing a little bit of stand-up comedy and then the acting stuff so I'm comfortable but with music I haven't really uh performed anything in in an open mic or in a public venue I've been trying to warm up to it by doing some not busking but at least just playing and singing outside in busy right. places and then um I've been poking around for the really nurturing small open mics around town so that I could get some experience performing live I think it'd be fun to do a live show
0: yeah good for you um and I mean you did do some live um you just did I think something yesterday mentioning your first single where you played that song sort of virtually live um but yeah i think that's that's a great way to warm up to it and i was actually doing that last night i right, had uh, three or four yeah. songs um playing i want to do the same thing but it's funny what you said because i've always been comfortable being in front of people for many years too i mean just the different roles that i've had in business and in, in life and, and things um, yeah. but the minute that you s- sit down and start recording it i mean I keep screwing it up or I forget a word. I'm like, okay, I know the song inside out. Why is that yeah. happening? So yeah, it's yeah. an interesting conundrum that happens. So I think it really is practice makes perfect and until so it just flows and it, but yeah. I remember seeing Ray Davies from the kinks um, doing that famous song, Lola on Saturday night live back in the late seventies. And he started to strum and started to play and the band kicked in and then he stepped up to the microphone and then he went, uh, nope, And then he stepped back and, <laughs> and then he had to start over. Like, so, I mean, here's a song that he wrote, you know, 10, 15 years earlier. It's been one of the biggest songs of all time. You know, he just blanked out. So
2: (laughs) yeah. And you do,
0: it happens. Uh, So the plan is then to do a show. Will it be a a solo show or with a band or with just some small accompaniment?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I was, I, I like the music that I've made um, the, the way it sounds Mm-hmm. produced which it has a lot of electronic elements in it so I'd have to work out something I don't really know what I'm doing I could do an acoustic show or maybe like bring a few friends with and a few other musicians and we kind of do you know alternate so it's kind of fun and has different styles or something like that but I don't really know how to how to get this music live but at mm-hmm. least the stuff I've released yeah. I have a lot of acoustic stuff I haven't released that I could do but yeah
0: yeah well it it's it's interesting like that because i I think it is really just digging in on the song because i I think a lot of bands have probably struggled with that over the years, especially the bands that are very produced and then yeah, how do we bring this out live? yeah but then you find different arrangements and uh, you know you find a way of getting to the core of the song, I think sometimes but um yeah, there is some earthiness uh, about a lot of your music despite all the electronic yeah. add-ons i mean and the banjo now when did that come along? or was that something that does that harken back to the farm days
2: (laughs) I wish I you know I've always loved banjo and there's always been a place in my heart for bluegrass just Mm kind of weirdly obsessed with it but it was only this year where I was like I'm learning the banjo so I rented one from the public library in Vancouver you can rent it for like three weeks and it was a good fit so I bought a banjo and now I do a lot of my songwriting on banjo it's kind of fun. I, piano is really good for me because I can flow a bit more. I'm not right, great, right. but I'm better. at. I can do more chord structures and I understand more about the structure, of yeah. what I'm making. But with banjo, I'm so novice that I have to get creative when I make songs so it's a good tool for for songwriting keeps you it keeps you from trying to make it too like wow yeah, you know
0: yeah yeah I, I find mixing it up sometimes is good and sometimes yeah. not having some of that experience and that formal training it, it certainly does help um, you know I mean certainly if you look back in music with, with the new wave and the punk bands and a lot of those bands were kind of DYI back before it was a DYI world and they just go out and do it, and independent record companies and A lot of them couldn't even tune their guitars or play their instruments, but the sounds that they came up with just, it was something new and and cool. And it was just an energy with it. I think sometimes it's the energy and the creativeness that, that drives things more than that, than the technical skill. Sometimes you can watch a really good technical player and kind of go, yeah, that's amazing. I'll never play like that. But after about 10 minutes I'm tuning out because it's just not as interesting for me. um, Sometimes, I mean, depending on who that, that musician is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Well, that should be cool to see. So, and and I have noticed the banjo playing is getting better. Um, Thank you. I
2: certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> well, I think, I think it's less than just the strumming now. I'm hearing like actual picking and individual notes. Like I think banjo is just an incredible instrument with their uh, the resonance and, and things like that. I have an old banjo kicking around that I, made a meek attempt and i think i have a recording from way back one song that i wrote on the banjo but i never got back to it and i'd like to uh and the guy who Bring produced my record uh fred smith he's an amazing banjo player um anything with strings a guy can play so he's one of those guys you kind of go he pissed me off but uh
3: yep <laughs> um
0: but anyways I, i've never i'm never afraid to touch it and i think that's that's the interesting thing too i mean that you're going from piano or guitar or banjo or different instrumentation and yeah suddenly you get a new inspiration and i think that keeps the longevity and it keeps it interesting for yourself and for the fans that are listening to the music oh well she's going this way now this is cool yeah sometimes you'll lose some people sometimes you'll gain some people but I I think it's you know uh, I think it's always better than standing still so
2: yeah totally I can't yeah you can't make your Decisions based on, yeah, who you're going to lose and gain. I know that I'm, I'm sure like my TikTok, for example, is very banjo heavy because it's, it's easy to make banjo videos. It's fun. It's what I'm doing with most yeah. of my time like is right. playing the banjo. So that, that, yeah, but I'm aware that, man, I think a lot of people follow me thinking I'm, I'm like a banjo <laughs> player and it's like, I'm really not like, I can barely touch the thing yeah. and I'm more of a, a songwriter and a piano player but i don't do a lot
0: of that on tiktok well there was a a funny comment that i actually noticed on one of yours uh the other day too where you you did a video saying you know those really good players they kind of they strum and then they kind of go like this and then and then it was you know but i think indicating that you weren't one of those really good players but then somebody made the comment and then so she makes this comment these really good players and then she goes like one of these really good players or something to that effect i think you i think he was sort of insinuating that that you're probably better than you think at this point um or at least at least you had him fooled if if not (laughs) i I think that
2: was just one of those lucky things where you're just like i just like played as fast as i could and it sounded like it was intentional but it
3: wasn't
1: Southern sky Wind in my hair And the tide Rolling in Don't think that I Will ever have Another worry On earth again In all my life let that Nothing I'd rather do Than ride the earth With you In the beautiful
0: Big Blue by Sarah Toll and some nice banjo playing at the end there.
2: There's a really great banjo player on TikTok named Ben Register. I love him so much. And he, I reached out because I love his playing. It's very old time and he lives in North Carolina. So I asked him to teach me uh, banjo. He's been teaching me every other week. Cool. And he has a song that he taught me just last week. And he said, this is one of my TikTok videos. So if you want to reference it, just go on TikTok, just grab this video so you can practice over the week. And I realized, wow, when he breaks it down for me, this song is not that hard. Banjo, yeah. because of the way you position your hand, sounds like so much is going on, but it's it's just uh, muscle memory, you know, it because is. you're just bouncing up and down. It, you're, the yeah. string is going to get hit at some point.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, it was surprising. I was like, wow, this is not as hard as it seems.
0: Well, and I think that's what stops a lot of people. I mean, and it's funny when you just keep pushing through that. And I found that too, where, you know, I'll never figure out this riff. Uh, And then all of a sudden you just do it and you go, wow, I just did it. And then of course, now I can't do it as smoothly, but I mean, (laughs) but then eventually there comes a point where it just becomes, yeah, you're not even thinking about it. And I think that's the trick. I mean, I think a lot of people have said you, you, you practice it, you learn it, you sweat over it, and then you just forget everything and you have to zone out. And I think that's when it then the magic just happens and the muscle memory takes over and then you go, wow, I'm on my way. Yeah.
2: That's the best feeling ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So on that note, I guess, I mean, so mentioning Ben currently, but I mean, when it all kind of hit you, I mean, and whether it was just recently when you started to start songwriting, was there a singer or an, an artist or a song or maybe all three that kind of, at some point in your life went, wow, you know, got maybe, maybe it planted that seed in the back of your head that, you know, music yeah. songwriting musicians that that's cool
2: yeah there's been many that you know you kind of have the right inspiration at the right time somebody that has been on my mind a lot lately is Dolly Parton mm-hmm. I I don't know why I she was kind of a, a figure that I knew who she was growing up but just recently I got I've gotten to know her more and I've done well, not know her but I've done research and stuff sure. and I'm just like man she's amazing I've just looked at her and her business I'm like Wow, she's really cool. That's, yeah, she's been a figure that has definitely been a guiding light for me with this, especially her philosophy and approach towards creativity and working with creative people has been really mm-hmm. cool. There was also a band, uh, not a band, a choir group I saw, an acapella choir group called Home Free, and they do country songs okay. or more country genre. And I saw them in a really small, I think like a high school. Uh, auditorium in northern Wisconsin in the dead of winter and it was like halfway full and it was mostly real quiet audience nobody's like cheering and clapping you know, a real quiet audience and a couple years after that maybe, this was my maybe a decade ago mm-hmm. a few years later I found a YouTube video it just came onto my feed it was them I said oh my gosh I love this band I forgot <laughs> about this and they had blown up And that for me was really cool because that was a really close experience where I knew the people I'd been with them at their show. And to see that, wow, these are like, I know these people, they're just normal people.
0: Yeah. 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 It's (laughs) it's like, wow. That's incredible. Uh, And there's so many talented people out there now too. I mean, and it's a revelation every day. Like I used to always think when I was younger, I knew all, all the artists and I knew everything about music, but now I find with so much content available, um, new and old and i find sometimes even going on youtube or spotify i'll discover you know a song or a, or a duet or a clip or a, you know yeah. the origins of somebody i like oh i never knew that that's where that guy came from or that's where that singer came from i didn't know she was in that band or i didn't you know and it's interesting now because there's so many biographies and i think getting back to the dolly parton thing i mean she was always there in my life always heard her on the radio always saw her on tv you kind of take it for granted a little bit, just how genius she actually is and how hard she's had to work and how much she's fought. You know, I love that story that Colonel Tom Parker wanted to get her song and, and he said, but you have to give up the publishing. And she's like, no way. And, you know, and then I'm thinking, I didn't realize that song had been a hit for her back in the seventies anyways, but then became huge when Whitney Houston did it. And I, you know, I bet she's thinking book, good thing. I held on to the, <laughs> the publishing because yeah. Elvis estate would have got rich on that one. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's un, it's incredible how you know you stick to your guns and and even that song itself the message in that song was really you know it sounds like a breakup song and it is but it was a breakup from her musical partner who was managing her and kind of controlling her and it was really her saying I'm I'm ready to spread my wings and sorry this is this is where I need to go um, yeah. so it's it's a really it's a bold it's a bold song but it's also a bold person and a bold career that she's just. You know and I think now, because she's at that age where people are starting to kind of go well, we start we need to start paying tribute to people while they're still here um but you know there's been documentaries, and I've done that a lot where you know you you watch something that's why I like this show because even just talking with somebody, you find out so many things and you maybe make assumptions about an artist or a person. And then you start to get to know them. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know they'd accomplished all that or I didn't know that that's what they had to endure to get to where they are now. Yeah,
2: So yeah,
0: yeah. it's
2: just wild. Yeah, I love Dolly for that reason. She's, yeah. And I love how she describes herself as a songwriter first. It's just mm-hmm. really clarifying and it's just easy. It's like, yeah, this is yeah. my thing. I write songs and everything else is just an expression of
0: right. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Cause I think people want to put all these titles on but a lot of times it's somebody else doing they're this and they're that. But when you simplify it, I, mean, I think that's really, for me, I just wanted to be a songwriter, but there's all these other things that have to go with it to yeah. get your songs out. And you, and you probably find this, that you're so busy that, you know, promoting a song or promoting yourself or promoting your brand that it's like, damn, I haven't had any time to write any songs this week. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so how do you how do you like, do you have a, a structured day do you have an approach um, and maybe this is something that's a benefit for people kind of listening to how do I get into this how do I do this because you've had quite a bit of success in a short amount of time
2: I think so it's been good um this year I'm releasing four singles and doing nothing else so there's, there's that, that I'm not a, you know, touring musician. I don't have any of the time obligations that would be in a tour uh, or trying to record an album with a band, you know? So there's a lot of efficiencies in being a solo artist, I think, which is, which has really benefited me a lot. Um, My routine flow is that I work a full-time job, but there's a ton of flexibility in that job. So that's really lucky if I'm feeling, um, really inspired and just like, yeah, something's coming out right now. I can be at home. I can be writing and then work on my regular work on the weekend or whenever.
3: Nice.
2: Um, so that's really good. Um, I also have a lot of efficiencies in that my full-time work in digital content confers a lot of, like, just gives me a lot of knowledge, a lot of the stuff that I would have to figure out all on my own as a solo musician. I kind of know a bit or enough from from work to transfer it over with, you know, marketing and online advertising and stuff like that. Um yeah, I tend to I clock my time. I like doing that because I like knowing where my time is going. And that's not a technique for everyone, but I I mean, I hate doing it. Like I hate having to remember to press my timer and like identify the type of thing I was working on. But it does let me sit there at the end of the month and say, "Sarah, you spent 45 minutes this month songwriting yeah that's not enough time songwriting to to have more songs in like february or march so just kind of helps me check myself before i wreck myself <laughs> um yeah and just helps you know you know if someone's you, you like to say oh i'm giving it my all i'm giving it everything and then you look at the week and you're like i put in three hours this week that's enough it's really not that
0: much <laughs> yeah, That's interesting. I, I think you're the first person I've heard that does that, but it, it makes total sense. And, and there's been a lot of um, people who've done workshops that I've been part of um, that have kind of indicated about having a schedule each day and, you know, and they have it worked out at nine o'clock to nine 30, I'm working on this. So similar to what you're doing, but not, but they're not actually tracking it um, because I've found that I've tried to follow some of those uh rob wells i think was something that he always talks about you know nine o'clock you're checking your emails and you're doing this and then at this point you're doing this um and then you every day make sure you have some time away from music to just relax and you know and you do a cool right from two o'clock to four o'clock and you keep going until the song's done and you know whatever it is and then having family time and all these things are important parts of it um so i've tried to do that but yeah you get pulled away and sometimes you don't realize that so I'm gonna start doing what you're talking about because I there's some days where I think, okay, well, it's a pretty good day. I, I practiced my guitar, I played, you know, this, I wrote a song. But I bet if I added it all up, it wouldn't be nearly as much as I thought it was.
2: Yeah. I think sometimes the emotional labor of of doing a task <laughs> that you don't, you know, it's a bit of a lift. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, it makes you think you spent five hours on it when really it was like five minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I and I don't know if you're like me, I'm a procrastinator or I'll kind of go, okay, well, I got to get a coffee and then I'm just going to go do this. And then, mm-hmm. and it and it's funny how you, you know, the thing that you love the most which you know, songwriting that takes you maybe sometimes the longest to get into it. But I think you're right. It's that emotional. It's just, it's, it's harder sometimes than, than people think. I mean, once you get into it, I mean, a lot of times it can just flow um, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to have something at the end of it, but you pour so much into it emotionally, um, that it is pretty draining.
2: Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, sometimes I've had songs come out in 10 minutes, but
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I'm not, I have, I have a calendar. I have a pretty, um, yeah, I put everything I'm planning to do on my calendar and I have a plan each week. I spend maybe like 20 minutes prioritizing the week right. and I work from like, yeah, things that I think will make a big impact that aren't urgent, but I just really need to do them because like they will make a big impact like figuring out how to get sync licensing, like that will make a big impact for me if I can get my song synced, even though it's not urgent. Like there's nobody knocking at my door being like, get this song, you know? So I try to plan out my week on my calendar, but I'm also really flexible. Like most of the time I'm moving the things around every day to just respond to what what am I best, like emotionally good for right now, whether it's like, should I just send a bunch of marketing emails or is this more of like just playtime on the banjo? Um, yeah. And I find with the songwriting, I tend to write best uh, when I don't try, you know, yeah. like you just sit down and drill some chords or just, just, just sing like one note, like high just ah, for like a minute. And then finally stuff comes out once you're zoned out and not thinking anymore.
0: Right.
2: But yeah, you gotta, it's like that little hump of, you gotta just sit there for 20 minutes playing scales until something pops out
0: (laughs) yeah well it's interesting because there's different approaches i heard some people say yeah they sit down every day like work and you know there's other people say they wait for the muse to come um you know there's some people that, that don't believe in writer's block they think the issue is something else you know that they're trying too hard or whatever the case may be and you find other ways to bring it out um so yeah i mean it's it's i guess it's all things and and different things i mean Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, so we want to get four singles out this year. Uh, maybe yes. is is the first one?
2: Maybe, maybe it was my most recent one. Most I started recent. with Young and in Love and then Beautiful Big Blue, and right. then maybe.
0: That's right. Sorry, I was just as we were talking before the show, I was listening to all three and I I realized <laughs> they all said 2021. Um so you've got so one more to go before the end of the year. Is that kind of the plan to hit your four? Perfect. And then when can we expect a live performance? Do you have a target date for that? Or is that just something you're kind of easing into?
2: Great question. I'm easing into it. Yeah. There is an open mic that happens on Tuesdays. So I've been, it's on my calendar, but I'm just like waiting for the right day. I know, I know I just have to do it. I'm never going to be ready. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've been, I have been getting into it. The marketing agency that I've been working with has encouraged me to. Get onto TikTok Live, get onto Instagram Live, and just at least get comfortable with the, that, and then nice. just move forward from there.
0: Well, maybe we can push each other because, yeah, I think I'm. I'm just okay. going to pick a date and set it. Like I said, I've already started putting the set list together, and I'm just going to go for it. I figure I I'll go it. on late at night when nobody's there, so that you know if it, if it sucks and it's no yeah. big deal, but um, you know, and it and it's funny because I've seen the progress with other people that have started these things, um, and they're pretty rough at first, and then they blossom so I mean it's just like anything else I mean I think people can be pretty forgiving I mean I I don't know what your experience has been if there's been trolls and, and negativity but I found most people I've talked to, and my experience too is it's been pretty positive and pretty supportive um, yeah. whatever you put out there and you know people find out something and I've kind of got myself that way too where I might listen to something and kind of the past me might have critiqued that and said, Oh, you know, that person's not ready, they shouldn't be playing live. But now I'm kind of going, Well, they're out there and, and you're not. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and then you know, a month later you see what they're doing, you're okay, wow. <laughs> they yep. uh, yeah, so, yeah. I used to be uh,
2: way more critical. Yeah, like yeah, way more. Like the cure for criticism is definitely making stuff.
0: <laughs> I agree, I agree hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and, and you've got to be, and then I think that's the other part of it, is that people you know, it's it's courageous to be out there and you have to have a bit of a, a thick skin, but you can kind of go the other way and become um, very insular. But I think, you know, it's you just enjoy what you're doing and, and it, it will show and it will flow. Um totally. First single release by Sarah Toll. So what are some other things that you want to promote? We just, uh, as I noticed, we're getting close to towards the end of the hour, and I want to get those 10 questions in, but um, websites, links, uh, other projects you want to promote?
2: Oh boy. Well, something fun is that yesterday I released my first music video. It's on YouTube. So that's kind of fun. And that was for the banjo tropical house kind of song. And I just had a bunch of family and friends film themselves dancing goofy to the song, and that's some of cool. them weren't really dancers, so they're just doing like weird activities yeah yeah <laughs> and that was really fun, yeah, a bit of work with editing, but uh yeah, a really fun project, and it makes me smile so that's great that's been cool. then I've got "Fight for You," which is more of a down tempo i guess pop ballad electronic pop ballad, okay. and it's a song um that sings from the caregiver's point of view to somebody who's suffering from mental illness and it's kind of a how can I reach you like how I can't make changes for you right. kind of song so that's been a really cool one and I got a lot of the concepts from um, getting feedback from my mom and she, she gave me a lot of these like conceptual ideas to work into the lyrics so that was really oh, cool that's cool. That was fun and then next year I've got uh, a couple of singles that are being recorded right now for next year and one I'm particularly excited about is a song that you know the song Funky Town.
0: Oh yeah,
2: it's do-do-do-do-do. let doo, me take you Funky yeah. Town. It kind of has that feel, and it's a song that I wrote when I got really self conscious about what if I'm an actress and I had to be naked on set. Mm. Like what if that happened? And Fair I found fine. myself walking around my house just being like, Sarah, that's how you look naked. So just get over it that's not going to change, by you being self-conscious. So it's a song about being okay with how you look naked. And I think that'll be super fun because I think a lot of people can resonate with that.
0: Well, that's cool. Well, and I, and I would think songwriting and singing more than acting, you really kind of are naked. I mean, it's more you. Um, I mean, you can hide behind the, the, the character of a song, I guess, and things like that, but acting, I mean, you're, you're acting out a part that somebody else wrote generally, yeah. But whereas singing and songwriting, I mean, that's you out there, and it's you know, and banjo playing, you know, clawhammer technique, whether you're getting it or not getting it, it's, it's all you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. I can uh, see why people have like a artist name, you know, like yeah, a persona.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I, on that note, just uh, so we have saratool.com <laughs> for your website. Oh yeah. Um, and then as far as TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, are they all kind of variations of your name? I know I'm subscribed to all of them, but I at
2: the yeah. Top, Yep. Everywhere online. I think I got them to all be the same. So it's Sarah with an H Jane toll. Okay. Yeah. TikTok's My, my favorite platform, but I put a lot of the uh, content on um, Instagram and Facebook as well.
0: Cool. Yeah. I'm finding that too. I, I I have a lot more followers and a lot more streams on SoundCloud lately than I have had on Spotify and I haven't released anything new on Spotify. I think unless Spotify, unless you're always releasing or you get on a playlist, you tend to kind of uh, fade away a little bit, but, um like because I've gotten up to you know 80 or 100 followers and now I think I'm down to like 17 at the moment so yeah um but you can beat your head against the wall and I find TikTok is more immediately gratifying you know the collaborations I've done with people I know and people I don't know and um you can do whatever you want out there I mean the, the creativity is really unlimited you can be funny you can be silly you can be serious you can you know whatever yeah. you want to do so yeah I'm yeah. loving I'm loving that
2: yeah I love TikTok I I never thought I would. I like it, but I'm. It's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was my 12 year old son that encouraged me to get into it. And he, he knows all about it. And you know, when I, I, I come up and he goes, "Oh, you forgot to put a title on this." I'm like, "Yeah, how do I do that?" He's like, "Oh, Dad." <laughs>
2: yep. I, I actually, when I got it, I hired some. I put a Craigslist ad up and hired somebody to show me how to be on TikTok.
0: Good for you. <laughs> well there's a lot of good videos that's the thing i find with youtube i mean how to do anything like i've been using audacity for this interview um, it's a software and there's so many videos that you know how do i want to do that you can quickly look something up i mean the software the daw that i use for for home recording it's all out there um, and there's some really good stuff in it and it's at your fingertips and we never had that as as younger people so um, you know you had to kind of figure it all out on your own or find somebody who could help you um, so I I meant to ask this earlier, as it came up, um, you're talking about your mom. So are your family and your siblings, are they all in Canada? Are they all in the Vancouver area now? Is there, are some people still stateside? Um,
2: my mom and dad and brothers are in Wisconsin and my sister recently moved out to California. So I've got to go down and visit her in Sacramento, but yeah, we see each other. Well, you know, COVID, but we see each other usually like twice a year.
0: Nice. Yeah, Yeah. It's funny. We've been out to California a bunch of times. Um, we did the drive from here which is grueling but when we were in bc i think we went down three times because it's much much shorter drive um still a long drive but not as bad and very scenic i mean
3: oh
2: yeah
0: all all the different states all right well um is there anything else that you wanted to promote or talk about at the moment
2: uh no that's that's pretty much everything going on with me right now i'm a happy clam i'm uh enjoying the journey that's making up awesome. this stuff and meeting such amazing people like you. It, it's been great to meet you on TikTok and to actually have a real relationship where we can talk about music and, yeah. and life. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's phenomenal. I found the last year and a half, I've got all these new friends. I haven't met any of them in person. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's been online or through Zoom meetings and things like that. Um, it's very cool. And I had a friend in, in Uxbridge just in Toronto who did a CD release two weeks ago and I wanted to get up for the live release, but I had my niece's wedding that day, so I couldn't get up. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny. Um, and it was almost to her, she almost forgot because there is such an ease now with the technology. And I said, Oh, it'd be nice to meet in person. She's like, Oh my God, Stu. I didn't real. Yeah. We'd never met in person. <laughs> it was like, oh my
3: God. Um,
0: you know, but cause you're just so used to seeing each other all the time and, and interacting and we co-write songs together and et cetera. So, um, but yeah, it'd be nice you have to come out to Ontario at some point and
2: That's right. never That's have true. to twist
0: my arm to get me back to BC. Cause it's just beautiful out there. Yeah
2: yeah, like- yeah. 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 When you're in Vancouver, you have to ping me
0: absolutely uh all right so that just leaves us with the 10 questions we'll certainly catch up with you i think in the new year and maybe do a part two where we can talk about some of the things that you've released uh at that point um i almost feel like we could maybe do a segment on your life as a content director and and an actress as well so maybe we'll kind of go a different direction in that show but um all right so you're ready for the 10 questions ready all right sarah what is your favorite word
2: right now cryptic
0: That's somewhat of a cryptic answer. Yes. (laughs) Any particular reason you like that word?
2: I just like the way it feels on my tongue. Nice. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Uh, Least favorite word?
2: Random and unique. Those are not because of the sound. Those are because of the way they're used. And it just bugs me. But you know what? Another word I just thought of I don't really like is leverage because I feel like Everyone uses it to just say use, but right. like leverage is about like leverage, you know, it's not about, they'll like leverage the pen to write a note. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not leveraging. Okay.
0: Well, I find a lot of words over the last year. I mean, unprecedented has been used to death. Uh, <laughs> everything is unprecedented. So um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally, any or all of those?
2: Yeah. I love imagining things, inventing, envisioning. I love improv, improvisation activities, and anything that feels like uh, very free exploring. So that's that's my that's my jam.
0: Nice. And what turns you off?
2: Uh, lately, art that has to make sense. Um, I think when you expect too much logic or reasonableness or like a coherent social message, mm-hmm. um, it it doesn't exactly. It doesn't do it for me. Um, I, it's good to support the social cause um, du jour, you know, but I, yeah, I think it's important to also have art that's just silly.
0: I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like to overthink things. It's like, uh, you know, we used to go to a lot of wine tastings and there'd be all these trainings and they talk about, you know, sometimes I just want to enjoy a glass of wine with some friends and you know, it doesn't. <laughs> it I don't need to understand all the things behind it. I just, do I like this wine or don't I like it? I mean, that's, you know, uh, it's yeah. not about, should I like it or should it have meaning? <laughs> it's just a yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Um, favorite curse word?
2: Actually, it's bastard.
0: Nice. I think that's I the just first like for it. this show.
2: I find it does well in a lot of comedic phrases, and I just find it funny. Uh.
0: There was a, yeah, the South Park, uh, you killed Kenny, you bastards, (laughs) was a a reoccurring phrase every week. Uh, Well, that's a first for the show. Quite often, it's been the (laughs) F word or, you know, uh, shit or whatever. But um, (laughs) what sound or noise do you love?
2: I love the sound when people laugh really hard and they wheeze. (laughs) I love that. Like, some people are just wheezers, and I just love that.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful uh laughter is just great no matter how you slice it what sound or noise do you hate
2: i okay there's two answers for this generally i hate complaining but that's more of a thing than a sound another thing is i don't like zuzzy high frequency clash sounds hmm. like symbols but they're just too like like abrasive i don't right. really like that sound
0: okay uh and what profession other than yours would you like to attempt and you've had quite a few it sounds like so
2: yes I did come up with two gypsy and mermaid (laughs) wonderful don't don't ask me of how those are professions but I think those would be fun
0: okay um and what profession would you not like to do
2: um I think a dental hygienist because it sounds it's a little bit too much repeating the same protocol I think and also I just think it would be hard to be inside of people's mouths Mm all the time
0: yeah, that part I think would be gross. <laughs> Although it's a very noble profession. So Oh, yes, I'm <laughs> very grateful for my death. Thank God there is somebody that will do that. Um, yeah. And lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: I'd like to hear him say that you're going to like it here.
0: <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully yeah. they have banjos there too. So
2: Yeah, really. Oh, man. Not I just I harps. <laughs> Although it yeah. might be
0: a good time to learn the harp. yeah. <laughs> Totally. That's awesome. Sarah, it's been an absolute pleasure. This hour has flown by and I'm glad we finally got to meet face to face. And I look forward to to many more meetings and, and collaborations. And I wish you all the best with the uh with the many journeys that you're on at the moment. Uh I know you're gonna have a tremendous amount of success and, and you're gonna make the world a better place because of it.
1: Oh, thank
2: you so much. It's been so great chatting with you. And I've I've learned a lot from you and um yeah, just music and the approach, even in this conversation. So it's been really cool
0: all right enjoy the rest of your bc day
2: yeah you too have fun in ontario
0: thank you
1: where is the place you go where you swear you believe you must wander all alone
0: Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists.